You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! We need to train. I'm going to teach you everything I know, starting with phasing. This guy's got the touch of death. Anything you touch turned to ash. Try to figure out how to catch somebody we can't touch. You got this, Wallace! That hurt like... Like you ran into a giant wooden wall, because you did. The next time you're out there and you're alone, you will win. Too late, Kid Flash. Iris. That wasn't fast enough. Iris. It's another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC triple shot on the CW. Um, Glenn, there is, uh, there was a time where I wasn't so sure about this whole triple shot thing, but I have since come to basically more or less accept that we will watch three shows each week and review them. But uh, until this week, there's never been a time where I wish we were just doing a DC double shot on the CW because I watched you you wish we were just doing a Tuesday show recap. Yeah. I I just watched it. I watched arrow today and it made me, it made me long for this episode almost made me long for the, uh, the Valentine's day Archer episode that I quit watching, uh, almost halfway through. Uh, and I watched this episode from beginning to end, but, uh, I didn't enjoy it. I guess we'll talk about it. Unfortunately, it's the the main event of our program today. But I don't know. Let's uh, let's start off on a happy note before we end things horribly uh, by talking about season three of The Flash, episode twelve. It is called Untouchable. Barry and Wally are continuing their training in order to save Iris from Savitar. They race against each other, and Barry wins because he phases through a building, and that's just not fair because Wally hasn't learned how to phase yet. Julian finds a decayed corpse that was murdered just eight hours ago. He informs Joe West that this is surely the work of a meta. The body is taken to Star Labs for investigation, where Caitlin and Julian observe it, turning to Ash. Iris confesses to Barry that she is afraid of her future. The meta responsible for the disintegrated corpses attacks Joe and is revealed to be targeting the police, who arrested him in Flashpoint. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. That's the sound of the police. Uh, Barry teaches Wally to phase, which Wally uses to expose the meta to his blood and strip him of his powers. Joe insists that everyone uh, be honest with him from now on after learning about the future of his daughter. I was going to say, is that not in there? Because that was kind yeah. of a big moment. Yeah, that was in there. Uh, <laughs> although it's, it's whisked away in one sentence here. Uh, While practicing phasing, Wally is shocked to see a portal open, and Jesse Quick comes through. And she says that her father has been abducted by Grodd and taken to Gorilla City. Yeah. Shit, yeah. What did you think of this episode, Glenn? Um, It would have gotten a five if we saw Gorilla Grodd say that he took Harrison Wells. Well, yeah, because Grodd's an automatic, like, four. 
Yeah, well, it's just like, you know, the reason that one episode got a five was because you actually saw King Shark. Yes. So it's just automatic five. But, uh, so it would have worked out that way. No, I really like this episode for a couple of reasons. I thought the cafe scene was kind of fun. And they were like, yeah, Joe, make a choice. Like, Iris just really just kept pushing him to say which one he liked better. I thought that was that was fun little banter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some The CGI wasn't that great, but it was still pretty cool to see him phase a whole train through debris. Like, that, <laughs> yes. was, that was still pretty like, oh, yes. shit. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, you know, I don't particularly care for julian really he's kind of really his course so whatever he dies of the finale because he's also one that betrays him and whatever the third thing was um it's fine <laughs> did you have a rick perry moment there glenn whatever the yeah. third thing was yeah whatever it was oh, the department of energy i think is what you were referencing in this episode um sorry i'm about waist deep in oil now so <laughs> Uh, go check your news feeds, everyone. That joke will make sense to you. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a good episode. Um, I mean, it's a lot of what we've been seeing since the show came back. Actually, these last uh, these last three. A lot episodes. of we need to be honest with each other speeches. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of that. And uh, someone getting pouty and walking away, and then someone like I'll talk to him. Like that's that's kind of getting old at this point, but. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, like, th- this show is kind of really built on Villain of the Week with every now and again having some arcs uh, with villains. Uh, but I feel like these last three Villains of the Week deals they've done have been uh, particularly, like, like j- just been done because we need to have a Villain of the Week. So mm-hmm. let's just put somebody in here. And they're, they very, in, in these cases, I feel like they very, they matter very little to what's going on in the show. Almost to the point where I wish they just wouldn't put them in there, because what's the point, really? Uh, it almost feels like they're going through the motions of, well, they need somebody to stop this week. Uh, at Now, at the very least, uh, in this episode, they, they put it to a purpose uh, a little bit, because Barry needs Wally to be the one to save um, Iris. And that means Wally is going to have to start learning things uh, that he does not know yet, like the phasing and Barry teaching Wally the phasing, uh, played an important, like it, this really played more into like Wally's story than anything else where, uh, earlier, uh, this guy, I don't even know what this character's name and is, do you know if this guy is a character or has a character name in the books? It's not even, yeah, mentioned. he is. I just don't remember what his name is. Uh, we'll call him Ashman. I don't know what his, his, uh, the name of this particular villain is. But there's a scene where he goes to grab Iris because once you grab, once he grabs you, you uh, basically you die if he holds on to you for uh, a long enough period of time. And Wally is using the speed force to try to stop him, but he is too slow, and Iris almost dies, which is like a, you know, he's being tasked with saving Iris, and he almost lets her die here. And then he learns an important skill and levels up. And learns how to do the phasing, which is what is required to stop the Ash guy. And at the end of the day, Wally takes another step towards being able to save Iris from Savitar. And so, I really liked Iris in that scene. Where she was, she's, mm-hmm. I think she, she's doing a good job of being like, it's not my time to die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like that. He's doing a good job of, of showing how to cope with it and also like being afraid, but Yeah, she's a much better Felicity than Felicity. <laughs> I know I I know we say this every week. Yeah, I know we do. But it bears repeating, I think. Um yeah, but I mean otherwise this was kind of like uh it was a fine episode that has been following the pattern they've been doing these last couple of episodes. But then, of course, things got amazing at the end because we know we're going to Earth 2. We're going to see the Harrison Wells that people actually kind of like a little bit. And we're also going to see Grodd. And on top of that, we're going to see a fucking city of gorillas. So Fuck yes, we that's, are. That's a win. Even, <laughs> just the, even just the promise of seeing a, a city two of gorillas. Two-part episode, Grodd. Gorilla City. Yeah, it, is yes. a, it is a two-parter, indeed. Uh, which... <laughs> Which means things may finally be picking up for the better on this show. Uh, what would you give Untouchable? Uh, like a three and a half. Okay, yeah, I gave it a, a slightly lower, three and a quarter. But kind of, I see where you're, I see where you're headed. I, I kind of want to give it that that extra nudge to three and a half, just because they've teased me with Grodd, but they they didn't deliver the visual. I need I need some sort of now. Granted. Granted, I did see a teaser for this coming week's episode, and there is definitely some gorilla-ness in it, which uh, which helps, but I don't consider that part of this episode. So technically, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rob Hardy, I believe you're the guy who wrote this or directed this episode. Uh, your episode does not get a full three and a half points. Uh, try harder next time, though. Try If you can get Grodd in your next episode. Uh, that will assist in our scoring, which I'm sure is of the utmost importance to you and the crew working on this television show. Um, All right, part two of our podcast now as we move on to season two of Legends of Tomorrow. It's episode 11. This one is called Turncoat. Can I help you with something, soldier? The shockwave's point of origin was 1776. Rip's brain's been scrambled by the Legion. Grab yourselves a rifle! We must save Washington. General Washington, your life is in danger. We'll both be hung in the morning. How exciting. Whatever new time travel could be so much fun. Uh, so, Rip Hunter has been brainwashed by Eobard Thawne into working for the Legion of Doom. And the legends who felt a time quake caused by Rip killing George Washington head to Christmas Eve. America, of course, in the year 1776. America! Oh, yeah. Uh, to protect, uh, they're there to protect George Washington from being killed. However, while Sarah and Mick escort George Washington, Rip arrives with Redcoats who now have modern-day assault rifles. Uh, the team is unable to... This sounds so ridiculous, but I love this show. The it team looks, is un- It looks so goofy, and I loved it. <laughs> the team is unable to fight back as Rip sets off a device that turned off Mick's heat gun, Ray's atom suit, and the Wave Rider as well. They said a device, but I'm guessing some sort of EMP, I'm going to guess. Yeah, uh, something like that. As well as prevent Jackson Stein... Well, this prevented Jackson Stein from forming Firestorm, so it, it's not just an EMP. Uh, Rip shoots Sarah in the chest and takes Mick and Washington back to the Redcoats camp as prisoners. 
Sarah puts Jackson in charge while Stein works on removing the bullet from Sarah, while Ray, who is stuck in the miniaturized form, tries to bring power back to the Wave Rider. Jackson must protect the ship from Rip, who is trying to recover the Spear of Destiny, or the Shard of it anyway. Nate and Amaya, who are tracking the Redcoats camp, are ambushed, which sends Nate into a river. Amaya saves Nate from the river and hypothermia, uh, and from lack of sex, because apparently she stops that from happening as well. Uh, <laughs> Washington and Mick, who become just best of friends, by the way, in this episode, reach the Redcoats camp, where the Redcoats general plans on hanging George Washington in the morning and will release Mick to tell the other rebels what has happened to their general. While George Washington tries to give uh, McRory a love letter to give to his wife, Washington and Mick discuss what it means to be an American. That's a great sentence right there. George Washington and Mick Rory discuss what it means means to be an American. <laughs> Rip threatens Jackson with Sarah's life. Play dirty, we're misfits, outcasts. God, that was a great speech. Uh, it was so good. Rip threatens Jackson uh, with uh, Sarah's life. Guy's got life. a bigger army, you shoot him down in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> like it, was, um, it was great. Uh, Rip threatens Jackson with Sarah's life, so uh, Jackson will tell him, uh, where the spear fragment is, but he kills Sarah anyway. Snaps her neck. Uh, however, Ray is able to get power to the Wave Rider, allowing Stein to save Sarah. And by Stein, of course, we mean Gideon. Uh, Nate and Amaya are able to save Mick and Washington. And in the aftermath, George Washington reveals to Mick that the love letter actually contained a battle strategy for the soldiers. The team then celebrate Christmas on the Wave Rider. Amaya tells Nate that it's better that they don't have a relationship while they're working together. What did you think of Turncoat, Glenn? Um, I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. There, it- there were things I, there are definitely things I didn't like. And that was... I really didn't like the the Nick and Maya thing. Yeah. It was just kind of like, uh, you're doing like... You're doing the same old, same old. They did the same thing with Ray and Amaya, did they yeah, not? Yeah, so I was... Well, no, like, for me, like... It oh, no, was very Ray reminiscent of Ray and Kendra, is what this felt like. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least... Which is... I don't know. I thought it was really strange that, like... So they kind of teased this at the first with Nick and Maya... Yes, and then and then it kind of turns into this. Oh, we're gonna buddy her up with, with Heatwave. And to me, I loved it because they're so they're different. different. Yeah. So it was just it was fun. You, it doesn't even have to cultivate to anything romantically. I, I think him having a crush on her just it to me just makes it more fun. Yeah. And so if you could at least kind of have that dynamic, like yeah, it just to me it seems like you're giving it something different in the show. Yeah. Then. Um, and then again, then they do another swerve going back to that because I don't think they, him and her, have really have any interaction since they since the uh, break. No. Um, and then I don't know. It just felt really creepy. Mm-hmm. Like when he's like, "Oh, we might still have time." Like it just felt very <laughs> strange. Like I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was really uncomfortable. At first, I at first I was like, "They're gonna do this." couple gets together but then 10 minutes later they decide they're not going to be together anymore thing but 
um, or they're not going to pursue a relationship, which I've seen a few times on this show. Uh, but at least I'm happy that they set it up with some dialogue earlier where Nate was telling Amaya about in the 60s, there was like the free love movement mm-hmm. where it was okay for women to just sleep with, uh, you know, have a partner or a lover and have like no strings attached just for pleasure, not for marriage or procreation or whatever. So at least they kind of did, they, yeah, they yeah, did yeah. set it up a little bit, but they have done this thing kind of a lot where they tease a relationship, but then stop uh or they they don't go through with it um the two things uh that i like the most but the best thing was him introducing the show oh nate's introduction no even... it was mick mick was oh, the... mick's introduction that's right yeah. i don't even remember <laughs> Danny's like who writes this crap <laughs> i don't even remember yeah i don't even remember everything that he said i just i wish like... i I wish well, I had written it down. Most of the time, we just screw up history, so I wouldn't call us heroes. <laughs> yes. But we call ourselves legends. And this is our, and he's like, who writes this crap? And then it went into the <laughs> show. Okay, it, was, it was great. Excellent. I really am enjoying these intros by different people. Cause yeah, like, it, I'm they, glad they, they found When they have something... it to be the right ones, they're pretty colorful. I'm glad they found something clever to do with those. Yeah. Because it's always kind of the same thing on the other shows. Here. Who's the lead? Who's the hero that needs to tell the story? This, yeah. mm-hmm. um, obviously, the uh, the best parts of the story were Mick and George Washington. <laughs> uh, I love that he considers him... Uh, an inferior American because he is only on the one dollar bill because that's how Mick Rory <laughs> thinks he's on a small denomination bill so he can't be that great. I'll bet he's you a hundred U's. They're gonna kill us. Oh, it was so good. Um, yeah, and the speech about being American. <laughs> God, he is just like don't be an idiot if they're coming at you. He's like hide in the trees and sneak attack them and run away and like all this other stuff. Um, if they're gonna kill you. You don't, you don't give up because it's the gentlemanly thing. You fight back. That's what being an American's about. That's right. Oh my god, it was just great. It was so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I believe he somehow got cemented in history as well. Yeah, he, got, he had his own statue, a statue now in Washington D.C. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so ridiculous. Um, the other thing Mick has done that he's like gone down in history as I mean they keep doing the shtick but I don't care it's still funny mm-hmm. I forgot what else it was that Mick is, is now known for God, I can't remember it'll never get old um, I also enjoyed um, uh, Rip Hunter in this episode is just yeah. being like an over the top bad guy him and, uh, him and uh, Jax going around on the spaceship was was very entertaining. It was very good as well, yeah. And you don't get to see uh, you don't get to see the the Jefferson Jackson character kind of really do all that much. Mm-hmm. And um, that w- it was ve- it was interesting to see uh, Sarah put him in charge uh, in- instead of uh, instead of Stein or well, I mean, it was really those were really only her two choices at the moment, but um, yeah, that was that was interesting, and then it, and it and it and it worked really well, and they're gonna keep him as a I guess as a bad guy for the time being. Yeah, probably till the finale, maybe, or right before the finale. Yeah, possibly. I mean, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of episode titles here, but none of them seem to really uh, none of them seem to really be giving much away. 
in terms of what might be happening in them. So, uh, at least as far as like characters are concerned, uh, some of them sound like very obvious what the time period is going to be revolving around and things like that. But uh, so yeah, and Ray running that... away from the rat because oh, yeah, 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 because yeah. of Nick's wrapping and his food that he leaves around and now he has a pet. Oh, he gave him the pet rat at the end. And he gives no. him kisses. <laughs> that was not <laughs> that was not my bone of contention with this. This is the same problem that I had when they did Gigantic Adam uh, last. I think that was last season. Um, yeah, yeah, that was last season when they did that. Uh, and I had the same issue they did here with Super Miniature Adam. And they feel the need to do these like fully realized CG versions of him. And even though he was like tiny you could see like how plasticky looking the parts of his face that were showing were when he was talking. Yeah. It just didn't look, it's like, would, would this have been, I can't imagine it would have been more expensive for him to shoot these scenes on a green screen and then just have them put him into the scene. Uh, digitally, I, I imagine it would have to have been far more expensive to create a, a CG model. Maybe it's maybe a time thing. Possibly, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe like a shooting schedule thing didn't didn't allow for it to happen. But boy, it would have looked a whole lot better. I think it looked it looked pretty rough. <laughs> it did, didn't look very good at all. Um, and I feel like they probably spent more of their CGI budget in, in in other things. So, like the Wave Rider always looks good. So I presume that they uh, a lot of their uh, visual effects budget go into stuff like that but i don't know uh but by and large uh another really good episode from legends of tomorrow they keep killing it every single week uh what, what would you give this one score wise uh four good solid four mm-hmm. it just the maya in and and steel thing it i just it just it really did make me uncomfortable like he was just super creepy afterwards <laughs> He was. Yeah, there's no disagreement. Um, I mean, maybe not like Anakin Skywalker with Padme creepy, but, um, you know, creepy enough. Creepy enough for something that's supposed to be like like uh, a possible budding relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I gave this one a four as well, and we can delay no longer at this time to talk about season five, episode 13, or episode 12. My bad. Of arrow called Bratva. What brings you to Russia? You owe me to our imperfect union. You ready for this? When I signed on, I didn't think I'd be stopping a nuclear arms sale in a foreign country. What tough. We never should have come back to Russia. Flashbacks. Oliver and Talia kill a drug dealer on Robert's list. Oliver and Anatoly decide to kill Gregor. In the present, the team learns that General Walker is in Russia for a deal with Markovian terrorists. I completely, in between the last episode and this episode, completely forgotten why I should give a shit about General Walker. Um, Oliver takes everyone 
except Renee, who is tasked with helping Quentin in his interview with Susan, who is a person that I don't remember her importance either. Uh, Anatoly refuses to help Oliver unless he does something criminal in return, which is such a Russian thing to do, uh, which Oliver initially refuses. After Felicity blackmails a Russian analyst, the team manages to capture Walker's henchman, who John tortures, but to no available, uh, no available, to no avail, uh, in order to prevent John and Felicity from falling to low. Uh, this is such a weird sentence. From falling to low morality, low morality. Oliver accepts Anatoly's terms and attacks a rival with Dinah's help. God, this, I'm so tired of this episode already. Uh, Team Arrow and the Bratva intercept Walker's deal, and John decides to spare Walker, who is arrested by the military police, while Rory uses his rags to contain the nuclear blast. That happen? I don't even remember. That's a thing that occurred in this episode? Yeah, because he had, uh, it was going to be a five-minute countdown, oh. and then she walked out of the hangar, and in about oh, 30 seconds it exploded. That's right, I remember them making a, a some sort of remark about uh, radioactivity coming off of his rags or something. Uh, upon returning, Oliver sleeps with Susan, who later deduces his alter ego after learning about a similar hooded vigilante in Russia five years prior. Rory tells Felicity that his rags did not function anymore, which I think might be a euphemism. Uh, and he needs to leave temporarily. Hooray! Meanwhile, Renee helps Quentin have a successful interview. Tell me you didn't like this episode, Glenn. Okay, so I watched all of it, right? Yeah. Not once was it on my phone during watching this. Mm -hmm. And that was because I had to actively tell myself not to be on my phone while watching this. <laughs> I, I Consciously. I had the opposite problem of having watched John Wick 2 last night. Which oh, is, I didn't want that. John Wick 2 to end. In yeah. this, I was, I was excited for commercial breaks because then that meant I was that closer to the end. I fast forwarded through those commercial breaks, but I was excited because that meant I didn't have to. It, I was almost done. Like Only it was like, oh, I got go. I got the leg one leg ones down. All right, <laughs> we go and go to the second stretch, and then when it hit fifty one minutes and you come back from the the from the last commercial break i was like how oh, good I'm, I'm done i've only got like eight more minutes and this is over with like that that is how i can describe this episode i mean this... if you really want to talk about it i mean i guess i can but honest to god like it was like watching paint dry i i didn't care at all of what was happening on screen this so they took it's almost like they took the fairly meaningless flashbacks and then just turned it in like wouldn't it be fun if we went to the place we've been looking at in the flashbacks and just did a whole episode there in the present and the answer to that is no no that wouldn't be fun or interesting uh this was like a side story to what's going on with the whole guy that oliver's fighting whose name escapes me at the moment prometheus, prometheus. um God, that's how bad this is. I've forgotten everything that's occurred up until this point. This episode drained all of my interest uh, in this I mean, show. the one positive I have for it is I do like the new person that's going to be 
Canary. She Oh, Diana, Diana, yeah. She She's does kind of spice it up a little bit. Yeah. I like her. Um I Yeah, mean, it's just like Felicity, I didn't care. The whole I got it. I get my hands dirty so you don't have to like we've been down this road before. I don't care anymore. But <laughs> I it's just Yes. I just don't I don't care. The only thing halfway decent about that was Mr. Terrific trying to act like a tough Russian mobster. Yeah, and then the mobster in the comment that he's like, his Russian's terrible. A black Russian mobster with an afro. I'm sure there's a lot of those. Yeah. Um, Russia's known for its its darker-skinned gangsters, I think. Um, This was... It was fun watching him do that because he was awkward, but... Yeah, the, uh, the I just didn't care about any of this. Diggle, by the way, is not in prison anymore. Did that happen in the last episode or this episode? I don't even know how it happened. I had blinked and Diggle was like back with the team, like nothing had happened. And I don't actually remember how he got out. I know there were, I think somebody had given Felicity some stuff to screw with them. Uh, over or something in the last episode and maybe she had used that to get him out but I don't remember Um, I really apologize for the quality of the review of this particular episode what do you (laughs) want what do you what do you want from me I don't like I I truly I truly didn't care about anything that was happening this was a tough episode I mean I could talk I mean what okay the ragman thing it was dumb (laughs) mm-hmm The guy has no charisma. This Whatever whole it takes Felicity to get him... going rogue and being oh, yeah. a, a cyber activist. Again, I don't know why Oliver would have a problem with it. it because it's not like, I don't know, she's murdering people. I mean, granted, she, you know. She, and then she was willing to compromise. She was like, oh, help me get this bomb on a plane to a place where there's less people that'll die. And she says it to the guy whose family she bombed. <laughs> it's like, have you not learned anything? Oh, no. my God. Oh, uh, my God. You know how, like, Barry phased the train through the debris? Like, the train just gosh. hit the debris in this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, when she said that, I, I genuinely laughed out loud. They tried to. They tried because to the look on his face was just like, are you fucking kidding me? oh god this show's terrible (laughs) it really is terrible well (laughs) if you want to argue with us you can email us at uh, cinemageekly at gmail.com I don't think anyone is going to (laughs) complain by the way I did by the way I have had one person, so the answer to your question is no, we won't be doing this. But I have had one person uh, ask if uh, if um, the Great Escape is not returning, will we end up covering Supergirl on this show? Uh, the answer to that is no. However, um, if in fact the Great Escapes is not returning, I will consider, after this season depending on how it, how it concludes, possibly dropping Arrow and covering Supergirl instead, if that's okay with you. If the, if we both decide at the end of the season that Arrow has been that bad, 
that and if uh, and if Aurora and Jillian and Jacqueline are not going to continue covering Supergirl, we I would not be against trying Supergirl next season. I mean, and, I'd have to watch two seasons worth of it to. Yeah, we'll kinda, see. We're a couple of months away. We'll see what happens in up. May. I am one, I am one season down because they have a season on. on Netflix yeah, I just haven't watched, watched it. Um, so I, I'm I'm one season down. Uh, ben has said that it, that it's a terrible show, but I can't imagine that it is as bad as Arrow. Uh, and it, the, the the sad thing is that Arrow actually hasn't even been bad. The last uh, couple of episodes have been fine, actually. Um, it's just that this episode was they're gonna this it one wasn't is gonna, a bad episode it's just i truly didn't give a shit it just was completely devoid of any meaning yeah i don't i didn't care i'm not sure what the point of having this episode was was this just we have so many episodes we have 20 something episodes we just need an episode for here Here's yeah, I mean, I really wish they. I I feel like with these superhero shows, they, they really need to cut down on the on the how long they are. What do you What do you mean, like? like I really don't need twenty two episodes a year of oh, you mean, any of these. Okay, you mean like uh, you mean like length of? Yeah, if they cut down to like fifteen, eleven. I mean, oh, maybe yeah. not eleven, but you know, fifteen compromise. It's still network. Like, I'm really yeah. okay with it. Oh yeah, I've been consuming. Do Netflix like eight original. in the do eight in the fall, eight in the spring. You know, just like they do The Walking Dead. Like I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, I mean I'm consuming Netflix original programming by the bucket loads because they're only doing like ten or twelve episode seasons, uh, and it's so much. And it helps also that most of them are really well made and are good, uh, so that helps as well. But I bet Arrow would be significantly better if they only did twelve episodes and the season would have ended here. Uh, I think they would have made some different choices, obviously, in their their content and the episodes and what they were doing. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to agree. It's hard to disagree with that. So, yeah, uh, less episodes. Although I don't think I don't see that happening anytime soon. No. Uh, all right, what what would you give Bratva on the N A incomplete? Like I, wow. I, it's not like I said. I mean, if I could give it a score, it's just I didn't care. Like it, it was not the worst one that we've watched. It's just this is just getting to be the straw that broke the camel's back. I just didn't care. So, I, would, so would you say on a technical score based on technical performance? I, I mean, I guess two and three fourths. You know, like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I gave maybe this, a three. I just I didn't care. I gave it one and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was uh, and and by the way, I uh, this was after forcing myself to give it a higher score because I was angry that I hated this episode more than the one that I disliked so much that I stopped watching it halfway through and didn't even uh, wasn't even able to cover it on the podcast. But I was bound and determined to never do that again. I was going to just watch the episode and then I hated myself for it and I wanted to give it a just a one. But then I decided that that just wasn't fair to this episode. It wasn't a poorly it wasn't a, a poorly crafted episode. It was as you said, an episode that I just didn't give a shit about. Well, we'll try better for next week with Arrow, <laughs> shall we? Uh, they better try better. I hope so. Uh, all right. So 
the flashing arrow. Head on over to cinemageekly.com and check out all of our past episodes. <laughs> Listen to this, be really positive, and then... <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it, it varies depending on how far back you go. Uh, but yeah, the whole archives going back to season one of The Flash is available on cinemageekly.com, and you can check out all of our other shows we have on the website as well. And of course, if you are enjoying listening to us here on Flashing Arrow, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play Music. Just search for Flashing Arrow and hit subscribe. That is it for this week. Glenn and I will return for what is guaranteed to be at least two very good episodes and a crapshoot. Who knows what we're going to get with the third, but we will be back for season three, episode 13 of The Flash, Attack on Gorilla City. Season 2, episode 12 of Legends of Tomorrow called Camelot 3000. And season 5, episode 13 of Arrow called Spectre of the Gun. <laughs> <laughs>